1: You're listening
0: so to fun and fun and fun and such a, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Kei Reese. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And we just played a fun little game called First Impressions. And my first impression of Laura Brodnick was that you were a diva, honey, because you would always strut around the office wearing sunglasses.
1: Strut's a strong word, but do you still think that?
0: Uh Yeah, nothing's changed, Sean. You're still a diva.
1: Yeah, I like to think that. At least that's one thing 2020 (laughs) hasn't taken from me.
0: (laughs) Well, from one diva to another, The Crown's Emma Corrin proudly displays her armpit hair on the cover of Glamour magazine. She follows other celebrities like Miley Cyrus, who have sexualized arm hair. But it hasn't always been that way. We're talking about it in today's Deep Dive. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news the hot gossip. I want more headlines. Well the drama off-screen on Grey's Anatomy has rivaled many on-screen storylines and to this day, many Grey's fans remember the controversial firing of Isaiah Washington, who played Dr. Preston Burke. It's been 13 years now since Burke left Christina Yang at the altar, which we will never get over, to be honest, after an argument with castmate Patrick Dempsey, aka McDreamy, during which he used a homophobic slur about co-star T.R. Knight, essentially outing him. Well, this week, weirdly, Isaiah Washington has revived the drama on Twitter, posting a picture of former co-star Katherine Heigl and calling out the actress for a statement she made back in 2007, saying, "'This woman once proclaimed that I should never be allowed to speak publicly again. The world agreed with her proclamation back then and protested for my job and my head in 65 languages. I wish I was on Twitter in 2007 because I will never stop exercising my free speech.'" So for context, Catherine Heigl made the comment after Isaiah denied claims about using the racial slur when he was backstage at the Golden Globes at the height of the scandal, saying that he needs to just not speak in public, period. We don't really have any idea what led him to rehash the beef, but her camp has since responded with a source close to the actress confirming to Us Weekly that Catherine stood up for her close friend twice when Isaiah publicly outed him and called him the slur. That's hate talk, not free speech. She is proud that she stood up for him. Catherine is and always will be an advocate and ally to the LGBT community.
1: Whew. Look, I wouldn't always say this, but in this case, I'm completely on the side of Catherine Heigl. Like, that's not free speech. That was hate speech. Like, she said some questionable things in her past, but she's in the right here. But I'm also just not sure what was the catalyst yes. for him to suddenly dredge up this really old kind of insistence and remind people of what he did, because he's been working quite solidly since he was fired from Grey's Anatomy. I mean, they even gave him a cameo back on the show, and he's been starring on, like, big shows like The Hundreds since then. I mean, maybe. It's because Grey's Anatomy is so in the press this week because it had a little surprise cameo, which (gasps) I'm sure you saw, Key McDreamy, coming back for a little after tragically dying. So that's been everywhere. So maybe he thought he could jump on the bandwagon. I don't know. It's very puzzling.
0: Yes, hopefully we'll figure it out soon. Well, multiple ARIA award winner and multi-platinum singer-songwriter Delta Goodrum has confirmed that she will host the 34th annual ARIA Awards next week. Taking to Instagram, Delta posted a montage of her whopping 12 wins over the years. But the news comes off the back of a confronting court trial on Monday where Delta faced James Lafferty. So he is a man that has been convicted of stalking her who was standing accused on Monday of breaching an apprehended violence order or an AVO back in February. So to make matters worse, Lafferty was able to cross-examine Delta himself because he was representing himself in court. A loophole that many victims advocates say is unnecessarily distressing. The magistrate unfortunately did rule that Lafferty was not aware of the AVO, but he has vowed never to contact Delta or her friends again. So it's a bit of a weird week for Delta. Highs and lows.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty low low. Imagine your person who's been stalking you and causing you that much stress, actually having to sit across from them and answer their questions. Like usually in those kind of cases, it's hard enough for them to be in the same room as the person who's been, you know, tried for that case. But yeah, that is very distressing. Well, a little bit of drama took place on Australian TV last night when Iron Woman Candice Warner and actor Ferresterani were brutally cut from Channel 7's SAS Australia. And I say brutally because it happened after instructor Ant Middleton decided to cut them after they had already completed a gruelling three-hour trek through snow and had to do this task where they were submerged under freezing water, like literally beneath ice. And then once they finished, even though they didn't actually come last in the trek, Ant still labeled them as the weakest participants in the game and sent them home. Speaking on a Q&A that was on Channel 7's Instagram last night, Candice Warner was talking about her biggest regrets from her time on the show, and surprisingly, it had nothing to do with her broken friendship with her former best friend, Roxy Jacenko, which is something we've covered on the pod before, but instead she said her biggest regret that she had cried so much and showed such a vulnerable side, even though I feel like that's pretty understandable considering what she went through. So we're at the pointy end now of SAS Australia, which means we're coming to the end of being able to watch celebrities suffer mercilessly on TV. There's only two episodes left in the series and the final will air next Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m.
0: So I haven't had a chance to watch this episode yet. Also, can I just say, Candace Warner, her vulnerability made me fall in love with her. So she does not need to apologise to anyone. But I want to know why they're cutting people. I don't get it. Like, I thought the thing was that you get to the end if you get through the challenges, you pass. Like, I don't understand why he's cutting the weakest people if they've actually passed the challenge.
1: Yeah. So that's the interesting thing is that up until now, people have been choosing to leave. And this is the first time yes. that I know they've actually been told to leave, even though they really wanted to keep pressing on. And look, no one's officially commented on this but word on the entertainment street is they had expected a lot more people to drop out before now like they expected uh, people to drop out across the series just because of how intense it is and how intense it gets as the show goes along so with last night they can't have that many people still standing so they're trying to thin the herd a little bit and so this is their way of doing like pre-finale eliminations which is something all reality tv shows have to do
0: oh there are times where you do come in handy laura Brodnick.
1: The Crown's new Princess Diana, Emma Corrin, has appeared on Glamour magazine's new digital cover, proudly showing off her underarm hair. The 24-year-old British actress kicked off the interview by pulling up the sleeves of her black T-shirt to display her armpit hair to the interviewer before rubbing her hands up and down her hairy legs and saying, I've been meaning to grow it out for quite a few years, but I'm recently single. I haven't done it before because I've been in a relationship and I guess I had been programmed to think that I should probably shave for the benefit of both parties, but fuck it, I really don't want to shave. So the most interesting thing about this cover key, which, I mean, the images are just beautiful and, of course, there's nothing wrong with a woman having armpit hair and showing it off. But the interesting thing about it is that it hasn't caused debates about armpit hair. It hasn't even had a huge amount of people sharing the images as an act of rebellion, which really got me thinking to, like, decades ago to the first time an A-list actress actually showed off her armpit hair in public and how different the reaction was.
0: Oh, 100%. I I don't think you can go past that memory of Julia Roberts dressed to the nines on the red carpet at the premiere of Notting Hill back in 1999, waving to crowds and exposing a full armpit. With gorgeous long hair. And boy, did it cause a stir. Like, I remember just being like, oh, good, that's something I haven't seen in a long time. But I don't think it was actually the statement that we all thought it was at the time.
1: No. And actually, when she did an interview recently on the Busy Tonight show when it was still on air, she said that that picture of that moment in time, Julia Roberts said, was so vivid. But it wasn't like a big statement, like people kind of thought it was at the time. She said that she just hadn't really calculated her sleeve length, her dress and waving to the crowd and how it wasn't a statement to the public, but just a statement she made to herself as a human that she didn't want to shave her armpit hair. And so it turned out to be this big pivotal pop culture moment, whereas Julie Roberts was you know, quite ahead of the game and was just like, well, I'm just growing this out for me because that's how I want my body to look.
0: Isn't it funny though that now, whenever there's like a big statement, there's so much thought that's gone behind it you know these celebrity teams coming together I'm gonna you know do this one thing it's gonna be a big huge pop culture moment and then like you know 20 years ago Julia Roberts just like is forgetful and has this huge pop culture moment that wasn't even planned
1: Exactly. And looking at the reaction to that Julia Roberts photo all those years ago and the reaction now, it is a big symbol of how much we've changed. When I saw, and I was only a kid, so I was only being able to see what magazines showed me at the time. Mm. And they were all saying it was a massive faux pas. It was the wrong thing to do. So when I saw those images of Julia Roberts underarm hair, I actually felt quite disgusted because I was like, oh my God, women aren't supposed to have hair under Mm. our arms. That's so gross. How could she forget that? But now when I see women on red carpets or even in real life with underarm hair, it's not even a big deal. And I think that's why all these kind of younger generation of celebrities are using it to kind of propel themselves forward the media they're using it for magazine covers and launches
0: yeah it's so funny because like there are so many people that have done it in recent years from Gigi Hadid to Leandra Cohen to Madonna Cara Delevingne Bella Thorne Miley Cyrus Paris Jackson they're all showing their armpit hair and it's definitely for shock value but it's almost like we don't care
1: yeah, it's still a very calculated thing, I'd have to say, especially if you look at the type of celebrity, I guess is the right word, mm. who is using this to kind of further their career. So you've got like Emily Ratajkowski in Harper's Bazaar in 2019. There's all these beautiful photos of this model who's known for being so glamorous and gorgeous with her unshaven armpits. And she wrote an essay that said like, you know, I decided to grow them out because it's another opportunity for women to be able to exercise their ability to choose. And then you had Miley Cyrus like back in 2015 when she revealed in these like series of images that she was growing out her underarm hair and it does make me think like on one hand it is like a bit of freedom and rebellion to all the beauty standards women are held to but on the other hand I'm also thinking that these are all very young beautiful women who are appearing in these very stylized sexualized images showing off some armpit hair so it's become acceptable so I wonder if we're seeing body hair on beautiful thin gorgeous women if that's the only way it's now acceptable
0: oh a hundred percent like my friends aren't getting around forgetting to shave their armpits like it's not a thing that is accepted if you're not of that kind of look or that ideal body type. For sure, Lena Dunham has been really open and honest about her pubic hair and the commentary around that has been very different from what we see, you know, compared to Miley Cyrus. And I just wanna say if Miley Cyrus is bleaching her armpits, that seems like more work than shaving. But anyway, I digress.
1: Yeah, it does really.
0: But I really want to talk about praise for the pubes because it's not just the armpit hair that ladies are letting free. There are many still very beautiful, glamorous Hollywood stars fighting to free the bush. So Cameron Diaz, a while ago, she released that book, The Body Book, and she actually devotes an entire chapter to pubic hair titled In Praise of Pubes. And she's kind of pro-pubes for a very specific reason, which to be honest, I never thought about. And now I'm like, okay, well, maybe there was a reason why I stopped doing laser. And she says, let's be honest, just like every other part of your body, your labia major is not immune to gravity. Do you really want a hairless vagina for the rest of your life? Some people might, but Diaz isn't one of them. Her also very best friend, Gwyneth Paltrow, has been very vocal about the fact that she rocks a 70s bush. Amber Rose back in 2017, so she dated Kanye West and famously started the Slut Walk. She actually started Bring Back the Bush as well. But the common thread here is that they're all gorgeous women, so of course they can get away with it. I doubt if I was on the beach with my pubes hanging out, people would think that that was sexy.
1: Oh, look, you're a gorgeous woman too, Key, so they might think that. But on the Cameron Diaz thing, like there's this moment from the and Norton show a few years ago where she was on there and, you know, she was advocating so strongly about not shaving your pubic hair or not shaving your body in any way. And that moment has really stuck in my mind because she's actually saying, like, it's this huge decision that you make about altering your body forever and Mm. we don't kind of take care of that enough. A hundred percent.
0: If you're doing something forever, Ever and don't come back. And you might change your mind. And the man who thinks it's sexy now, you might change your mind about him too. He might turn out to be a total. Yeah. And yeah. I just feel like uh, Virginia. I feel like you should consider what forever means. And because once it's gone, you can't get it back. That's what forever means. That's from my heart to yours. Okay. Wow. I just miss her doing interviews. And can I just say, ladies, men do not care. It's not like they're going to stop you right before the the sexy times to be like, oh, a little bit long. They are not even thinking (laughs) about that. So free the pubes, people.
1: Well, it's good to know that you and Cameron Diaz are on the same page. And if you want to read the full interview with Emma Corrin and see these beautiful images of her underarm hair flowing free, you can go to GlamourMagazine.com.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this very body positive episode of The Spill today. We love growing our Spiller community and one place we are doing that at the moment is on our Facebook page. So you can go and search The Spill on Facebook and join our almost 700 members, I might say, community of pop culture devotees. This episode of The Spill is produced by Mel Zell. We will see you on Mamma Mia.
1: Bye. Bye.